0: tuning in to yet another episode of tales from the bud tonight we bring you something special bringing in varied artists and narrators including chris hookah adrian yemenes Corey dawson charlie taylor and clay mcgee an artist aaron crocker Ryan Kretz, and Melissa Panth. In tonight's episode, you meet Julie Baker, who takes up a job as a babysitter for Caroline, who immediately presents strange house rules, like feeding a child through a wooden food chute at the bottom of the door, and to never, for any reason, open the door Curiosity takes over, pushing Julie, and she investigates the Shapiro house, unraveling the horrors behind the door. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Fee.
1: Hello, my name is Julie Baker. Here's a little about my lovely life. My existence in whole consists primarily of working, school, and anxiety attacks. So yeah, welcome to my world. I'm currently going to school to be an IT specialist. To help make ends meet with tuition, I've picked up babysitting. It's not at all glamorous, but I love kids and it's a great way to squeeze my studies in when the kids generally sleep. I had to find another house to pay the bills because the family I go to regularly is moving in a few days. I did see an ad in the classifieds for a home willing to pay 500 a week, simply to show up nightly and bring pre-made dinners to one kid, seven days a week. I don't even have to stay. Just feed the kid. I need the money, and this sounds like a win-win situation. I'll schedule to meet the mother tomorrow. (coughs) The more I thought about it, something just didn't seem right. I've dealt with abused single moms, mistreated children, all kinds of crazy and sometimes hectic scenarios. But this is different. As I said, I could really use the money. And this keeps me from scheduling multiple homes to visit. Also, I'm super intrigued by the whirlwind of weird around this ad. Okay. Nothing left but to make the call. Let's see. There we are. Mrs. Shapiro. Uh, shit. What am I doing? This is so crazy. I should just. Hello? I asked hesitantly.
2: Yes, this is Caroline Shapiro. Sorry for the quick callback. "'I was just expecting someone,
1: and hoped it may be you.'" She stated with an eerie tone. "'Sure. Name's Julie Baker.'" "'You were expecting me?' I blurted.
2: "'Yes, for the babysitting position, of course.'"
1: She replied laughingly. "'Oh, of of course. (laughs) Mrs. Shapiro, I'm sorry for the confusion. I was, in fact, calling for the position.'"
2: "'Wonderful.'" And please, call me Caroline. The rate is $500 a week, as promised. My house rules are firm and must be respected. Understood?
1: Not a problem, Caroline. When would you like me to come down?
2: Tomorrow would be lovely.
1: As time draws closer to head to Caroline's house, I feel my anxiety rise and my heart sink to my stomach. I shrug it off as new people jitters. I've never been a fan of change, but I'm working on being more open-minded. As I drive closer to the address, my mind fills with horrible imagery. Tall, unkempt blades of grass. Broken, rusty metal gates. A three-story home making a perfect rendition of the Bates Motel. At least with these horrible visuals. I won't be too shocked if I'm stabbed in the bathroom. I finally approach the home and I'm left stunned in my seat. And this place was completely average. I'm talking cookie cutter home with a dash of suburban flair. Nothing to set off any red flags, at least. I walk towards the screen door with slightly lighter nerves, but something was still itching at my subconscious. Something was still off. I walked to the screen door with sweaty palms. I opened the door, knocking three times. Hello. Come in, Julie Baker. I wipe my clammy hands on my jeans and walk inside.
2: Please take a seat while I warm up some coffee.
1: How do you like yours? Black, please. No sugar? Nope. Just the good stuff, please. Caroline chuckled, handed me my cup, then pulled a rolled joint from behind her ear.
2: Sorry, Julie. Being a mother has left me particularly uneasy. That's why you are here. I can't do this alone. I need help. Trustworthy help.
1: Can I trust you, Julie? She lights one and places the other to her lips, taking a long drag. Of course, you can trust me, Caroline. I'm here to help. May I ask what's troubling you? I pried. She paused, looking through me.
2: My son, Sargo, has been sick for a very long time. It's so bad that if anyone comes into contact with him, it
1: could be lethal. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like an immunity deficiency. She breaks out of her trance and makes eye contact, appearing to be looking for an answer.
2: Oh, why, yes, exactly. Immunities. It's what has led to me locking him in his room. I sent his medicine and food through a makeshift food
1: chute under the door. I couldn't believe I was hearing this. This kid is being barricaded in his room. Pardon my hesitation, but... Even if I agree to this, how am I supposed to monitor your child if I can't even see him? And am I in danger to catch his sickness? She looked at me offended, but quickly brushed it off, responding,
2: Look, I know this isn't at all normal, but you'd be completely safe as long as you promise to never open the door. I will even double your rate. Just please, don't go. You would be the fourth sitter to turn me down if you walk out that door. Shit.
1: Money's my only weakness. I gotta make a move. Leave empty-handed and take another job. With less pay. Or take the money. Okay, what do I need to do while you're gone? She sighs in relief.
2: Oh my god, thank you, Julie. You're a lifesaver. Okay, it's simple. I'll be gone for about five hours. I left Sargos' dinner and medicine on a covered plate on the kitchen counter. Slide the plate under the door in about 45 minutes. Then there is another plate in the fridge. Leave him that one closer to 9pm. Other than that, make yourself comfortable. Take out numbers on the fridge with the 20 under the magnet in case you get hungry. Other than that, just wait till I get back and you're free for the night.
1: Without much more discussion, Caroline puts on her sweater and she's out the door. When I hear her drive away, I decide it would be fun to do a little investigating to pass the time. I make my way to the bookshelf. Hmm, let's see. Dictionaries? Cookbooks? Junk? More junk? Oh, wait! Quite the collection on Navajo and Algonquian folklore. A lot of dark stories involved with Skinwalkers being the forefront, while some focus more on Wendigo's. She must love her fair share of nightmares. Enough snooping for now. I think it's time to feed Sargo. I make my way to the kitchen and I grab his plate, which appeared to be just a rare flank steak and no medicine in sight. Maybe she wanted me to cook it up before serving it. I throw it on a hot skillet. As the smoky, savory smell fills the air, I start to hear a faint scratching from the hall. I call the pizza place number on the fridge.
0: Thank you for calling the Cheesy Tees. How may I help you?
1: Yes. Uh, one large pie with pepperoni, please.
0: Okay, well, we have your address some file, so we'll fix it up and have it to you right away.
1: Thanks. I plate the cooked meat and start walking the meal down the hall, there it was standing before me, a large wooden door with a makeshift food chute at the bottom, held together with hinges and screws. I kneel and yank the pulley creating an opening at the bottom of the door. I can't make anything out of the darkness. I start sliding the plate under the door, and it's immediately snatched from my fingers. I hear the sickening chews and gnawing of meat, accompanied by the scraping of glass before hearing the plate smash against the wall. This was followed by the most tortured wail I've ever heard. I close the shaft over the gap, but Sargo starts bashing at the door. Each strike sends vibrations through my arms. There is no way that this thing I'm dealing with is a kid. Sargo, I need you to stop! STOP! I yell at the top of my lungs. Silence follows before the doors hit with the force that sends me against the wall. I try to get a hold of myself, even though my ears are ringing from the blast. I start crawling to the room beside me and lock it behind me. I can still hear him breaking the wood pieces off the door. I pull out my phone and try to make an outgoing call, but my phone has no service. Okay, Julie, you got this. I look in my surroundings and I notice a house phone. I immediately dial 911.
0: This is Officer Stevens. What's your emergency?
1: Hello, this is an emergency. My name is Julie Baker and someone's tried to kill me. Please send help.
0: Yes, ma'am, of course. That's strange. The house you are at has been reported before in the event of multiple missing dog cases. What? Yeah, two black pit bulls and a blonde Labrador retriever.
1: He said in a hesitant tone.
0: We never found anything, but we've always had our suspicions. Please just stay calm. Help is on the way.
1: I let out a small sigh of relief. Thank you. Just please hurry. Hurry. Hey, uh,
0: it's the GTTs.
1: Oh, God. It's the pizza guy. Sargo starts dashing for the door. If I get out to help, I'm a goner. I hear the front door slowly open.
0: Hello? Sorry, the door was unlocked and.
1: I hear the sounds of bodies, butting and scuffling around.
2: Someone get this thing off of me!
1: The sounds of the growls, slashing, gargling, tearing. It was slaughtering him. I had to do something. Screams were brought to silence, and I hear that monster let out a horrid scream before chomping back into his corpse the sounds of meaty flesh slapping the floor and liquid slurping like tomato soup sucked from the bowl sends acid and bile pushing its way into my mouth next thing i know i hear police sirens blasting the party lights all over the front yard i can't believe it the car door opens and i hear two pairs of feet run up to the front door hello Whoever can hear this is Officer Tanner with Officer Stevens. Please come out slowly and carefully. The creature continues feasting on his victim with no reaction to the officers. They decided to open the door, but they weren't prepared for what they saw next. The pizza guy was twisted and torn into impossible contortions. flesh appeared to be torn directly from his body sargo was still stripping muscle and fat straight from the bones feeding a seamlessly endless hunger
2: kid get off that man and put your hands behind your head
1: he doesn't respond maybe we should call for backup
0: we got this tanner follow my lead get off the man and put your hands behind your head i won't say it again
1: the creature continues gorging on the pizza guy's internal organs disemboweling intestines with a sickening tug. Officer Stevens fires a warning shot into Sargo, sending him into a frenzy. Sargo strikes Stevens with his gnarled, long claws, slicing right through the fabric of his sleeve, pulsing with blood from the fresh wound. I hear more shots before the screams, then nothing, nothing but the sounds of Sargo finishing... Two more snacks. That was my only way out. Now I've got to find a way out of this house. Sargo didn't respond to the officers while he was eating. Maybe he'll ignore me too. I take a few deep breaths before unlocking and opening the door. I slowly start making my way to the front door, one step at a time. The closer I get to Sargo and... What's left of the officers, the more sick with fear I felt. My legs naturally resisted each step, but I had no choice to move forward. As I start maneuvering around Sargo, he flinched. Shit! Sargo seemed to be choking. No! He was gagging. He spit up a Rolex followed by a meaty puree of vomit before its ravenous hunger had him attempt to eat the slop a second time. I lose it and run out the door and see my car. With everything in me, I sprint for my car before I feel a heavy thud on the back of my head and get wrapped in the comfortable blankets of unconsciousness. I wake up to a familiar voice, as Caroline's face comes into view, I take in the reality of the situation.
2: Sorry to have to do that, you made quite a mess Julie, a mess you need to clean up. I said with what little energy I had in me,
1: Caroline, you're not going to get away with this, everyone's going to know you had something to do with this. Caroline laughed with a wicked cackle and looked me in the eyes before her face started changing. (laughs) You're right, Julie. I wouldn't be able to get away with this, but you would. The bones in her face shifted with a wicked snap, and her skin and hair would change hue until she looked just like me. (laughs) What is this? I screamed frantically. Why, Julie, it's dinner time. Sounding just like me, she signals Sarko to finish his meal.